0: Hi, welcome to Last Man on Earth. My name is Lex Jergen, as always, in flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt's vault is filled to the brim with images of Bernie Sanders pointing his finger in disgust. <laughs> Take that, you billionaires! Ah, yes. Whatever works. <laughs> uh, this week's show is sponsored by Bodie McBoatface. For those weak moments, you think the general public makes good decisions. Voting McBoatface, because democracy is vastly overrated. <laughs> I'm kind of upset. Did you vote on that thing? Uh, you you know, that boat they voted for, Voting uh, McBoatface won the uh, the British uh, uh, results of what they should name that new uh, boat that's going to North Atlantic. Yeah. I voted <laughs> for the Rub and Tug. I thought that would have been good, too. That would have been funny. <laughs> yes, right. But they went for, of course, you know, anytime you open a vote online to the general public, you get stupid, idiotic answers. I don't know what people are thinking. Uh, you never get something you think people are gonna come up with sophisticated answers and vote for I that. I think
1: they kind of foresaw that, so they made like some strong suggestions yes. which would just irritate me even more. Yes. Like either allow me to do this or don't, but I'm not gonna abide by your stupid suggestion. I
0: believe that's the kind of voting you would only be of interest to you when you were drunk. Like there's no <laughs> way like a sober person would go, I have to vote on the name of that new boat. Right. But if you're like wasted at night with your with your buddies, Let's go
1: fucking vote for Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> Why can't it be Bodie McBoatface, though? Like, You've never met British people they're before. They're doing scientific research in the Arctic, but it's not like the name of the boat is going to affect the research. Not at all,
0: no. They're not going to find like a native tribe that's going to bow down to them you know, because they have a strong name. They didn't have to Richard Attenborough, which is kind of cool. Well, that was a fucking total backup plan. If you wish to help the show, uh, follow us on Twitter at Last Man Podcast and Facebook also, Last Man Podcast. All right, on to the show. Uh, Matt, I know uh, from looking at your uh, Google uh, traffic and uh, navigation history, you like underage girls a lot. So let me ask you this question. And by underage, I mean illegal, uh, (laughs) pedophile, (laughs) pederastic uh, young women. Um, Calvin Klein... I don't. Kevin Klein seems like he's been around forever, right? He's seventy three years old now. I remember him doing stuff like all the way back to the seventies. He was controversial, so he must have either started pretty young or he's entered some sort of time warp where he just doesn't get any older. Uh, and maybe all that young sex he has is keeping him youthful. Uh, he has always used young, underage-looking, underage, actual or underage-looking models to sell his jeans and his underwear and so forth. Uh, this is really nothing new. But this past week, he posted a new ad. It's a campaign, I Blank in My Calvins. Let's think of all the opportunities you can insert in that blank. Um, he used a girl who looked like she was about 14 or 15 apparently she's 22 they shot an upskirt of her upskirts are very popular these days flashing her underwear saying i flash in my calvins and immediately everyone got really upset because it looked like some sort of internet porn thing and sexist to women and girls but let me ask you is this anything different than the way they've been selling fashion for the last many many decades and no one
1: seems to give a shit about isn't pedophilia kind of in I don't pay much attention to it, but I think it's a large part of the modeling world. I mean, you know, they have these model scouts, and they find the girls when they're when they're twelve or thirteen, and then they are you parents. had that job for a while, did not you, in very
0: small <laughs> with your badge? You have one of those badge, yeah, yeah, <laughs> young gir- young young girl supervisor or something like that. Just
1: hung out at the Forever Twenty One <laughs> nice. and. Just approached Just turned that chicks. 21
0: around and we got you, sweetheart. Whose parents
1: – I think that's why they're all Russian. It's not necessarily that the Russian chicks are hotter than American chicks. It's just what American parent would let their daughter move – to another country to like model, like, see through.
0: Honestly, it's it's more. I think it's more than you think. You can just go here in the valley and look at all the casting agencies, and it's just filled to the brim with like school age girls, boys, and girls, and their parents are trying to get them into this shit.
1: I mean, I get, I get, I don't get it, but I understand that. But having to move to New York or yes. move to Paris, yes. that just sounds like you're just setting her up to to be.
0: It's a horrible Dead thing, but if you to if you want to get in the business, it's not the kind of thing you can get into at eighteen. You have to get in younger because they do start in Europe. Like they want twelve, thirteen year old girls to start there. There's something. I isn't there just something inherently creepy about the fact that they want girls who have no breasts and are sort of premenstrual and all this stuff, modeling their clothing?
1: Yeah, You're I, to say I think yes. it's just that it looks better on the hanger. You know what I mean? Like. Instead of if you have a chick with big hangers, tits, is that what you call young girls? The camera, <laughs> the hangers. The camera does add some weight, you know. So Yeah, like ballerinas. They
0: don't want fat. You know, they don't want big-titted
1: ballerinas, right?
0: They don't want curvy women like in modeling. They want like you know, like flat-chested, flat-ass women, right? So that's yeah. young girls. But isn't there some tinge of like sort of like uh, pederastic, like pedophilia to that as well, where they want like very youthful-looking, yeah, 13 year thirteen-year-old. They're clearly sexualizing them, right?
1: yeah i have i mean t- the 1213 it's not for example like every dude is like um oh there's this hot chick uh, she's actually seventeen and a half. Oh well, then I take back that I got a boner. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you can't take back a boner. It's here. not like every dude <laughs> God saw that abides in there emotionally, in in an emotional sense by this eighteen and over no
0: thing. No, um, although people get people get uh, having you know posting pictures of. I can tell you, people get very upset if a mo- if a model happens to be seventeen or seventeen and a half or whatever, and you post pictures of them. People get really righteous about that. Like that's so disgusting. How can you post pictures of a seventeen and a half? old? I'm like. Dude, at eighteen, what, eighteen you can start masturbating to like thoughts of like S and M with her, but like
1: yeah. the week before her
0: birthday, like she's sacrosanct, like a virgin to you? I mean that's that's such an artificial distinction. I understand the reason for the law, but the reason for the boners, as you it's put it. It's gotta them.
1: be set somewhere, but yeah. don't you think maybe we could factor in an emotional intelligence level? Clearly there's twenty two year old chicks that uh, you know are less equipped to deal with it than certain 17-, 16 year old chicks. Is that how
0: you spin these stories when you hit on the high school girls? Like they're emotionally mature. Well I think well I'll tell you one thing they do in in in, in Europe where they do like young girls uh most of the countries there a lot of the countries have a younger age of consent for women they do for men because Mm -hmm. women mature faster than guys do they're actually emotionally more emotionally intelligent than guys are so at 16 I guess they think a lot of them can handle sexual relations whereas men can't make smart decisions about sex till they're 18 which actually kind of makes scientific sense Yeah, Um, but it also allows old dudes just to hit this to have sex 16 year old girls legally too
1: yeah yeah isn't it like 12 in some places
0: Uh, yeah well I think you're thinking about where uh, Adam LaRoche goes with his baseball bat Southeast Asia, I believe it's twelve or ten if you bring it bring a big I mean, American like, bank
1: American dollar. You know, I'm I don't know. They I just think people like youth. I mean no one's hiring fifty year old models for real. They might do it as a as a fake publicity stunt, but you know, I think Hustler's barely legal. It may have at one point outsold the regular hustler if yeah, i a mean
0: mistake. Barely me. legal and Juggs. Jugs, by the way, is their second bestseller. Huh. Yeah. So guys like flat chested young looking girls and they like girls with big guys old, are just titties. perverts there's no normal guy <laughs> that wants
1: to fuck their wife i guess that's
0: <laughs> no they don't and when they get older the younger they want i think i don't see any i mean look there's something i think there's something gross about the fact that calvin klein uses either underage models or underage looking models to sell underwear there's something like you just don't want to be associated with it but obviously it works right yeah it's obviously selling a lot of shit and Going back to the days they put Mark Wahlberg, you know, in his, like in boner, with his boner, like in Times Square,
1: in his little tidy whiteys. Yeah, he looked very nubile and, and, uh, Underage in that ad campaign. Yeah,
0: but I haven't wasn't. heard the word nubile used before by a man to describe Mark <laughs> Walford, but that's fantastic. <laughs> that was, that's you and the fun bunch, funky fun <laughs> bunch. Uh, no, but it's gross, but it's gross and yet it sells. And if no one's really getting hurt by it, I don't think it's creating like a race of pedophiles. I think it's just, like you said, people like youth, they like young looking things. And look, if they can use high school cheer there's high school cheerleaders in porn, right? They're not real high school cheerleaders, but high, the high school cheerleader is a consistent stereotype used in a lot of pornography.
1: Yeah.
0: When I type in high school cheerleader into my, my porn search. And you know, they're like, they're all 30 year old, like, skanky looking women with a lot of makeup on and look like they've been chain smoking for 15 years. Yeah. But that's that Debbie does Dallas thing still works for a lot of people. Uh, it's fantasy. I don't see anything particularly wrong with it.
1: It's a fantasy, too. I mean, people, guys still think about chicks they wanted to bang in high school, you know. It doesn't necessarily ha- have to be that they want to bang high school chicks now that are in high school now. It's a it's a fantasy, and so is so is modeling and, and advertising. You know, so you're I mean, all for underage upskirts. You think is uh, sells well? That's good by you. I'm not for underage upskirts, but the chick's twenty two. She should yes. be able to do whatever she wants. You know. Yeah, her
0: body, her underwear, herself. Right. I, she I wants think to play. It, if she wants to play Bambi, the fourteen year old. Yeah, 14-year-old. I don't care if
1: you give them lollipops and fucking dolls. It's it's yes. still better for a twenty two year old chick to be doing that than a 13-year-old chick to be modeling in a runway. Which yeah, but at some no point, don't we, all become,
0: don't we all become Japan at that point? Don't we all become the guys buying like panties out of the vending machines and like? <laughs>
1: Apparently, that's what's happening right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Isn't that it's not what happens to us? So don't we become like? I, I I'm always. I don't like the guys who get hung up on eighteen and like say you shouldn't be looking at seventeen and a half year old girls. That's ridiculous. Even that woman we talked about that forget who it was a couple of weeks ago said like, look, let's be honest, girls. You know, girl, high school girls who are dressing sexy, teachers are looking at you, right? She's being realistic, right? You know, I like that point of view, but I think also there is like, I think as a society, we kind of still need to say the word gross. Just so people don't get carried away and think it's really cool. Yeah, like so. I think it's okay to say Calvin Klein's kind of disgusting. And then just sort of like, but not make any laws against it.
1: But who's mostly grossed out by it, isn't it? It's not like you noticed this and brought it to the forefront of, of the news. Cycle. No, I noticed
0: it and, and contacted them and tried to buy the girls underwear. <laughs> that was, that's what I was going for. No,
1: it's women that buy yes overpriced bullshit that's yes. made by slaves. So why don't you just not, I'm not saying boycott it, make some big show about it. But, you know, you could just not buy it and then that would stop it.
0: Yeah, those ladies aren't buying the, the sexy uh, Calvin Klein underwear. Anyhow,
1: uh, I don't I don't have a problem with it. Calvin
0: Klein, like I said, if you want re- if you want that's the fake world. If you want the real world, it's Calvin Klein, like going down on a nineteen year old Bolivian boy. <laughs> so nobody runs reality either. Reality sucks just as bad as fantasy. Calvin Klein keeps selling your underwear the way you are. You're all right by us, the uh, two couple pedophiles, <laughs> high school cheerleader dreams here. All right, uh, let me ask you, Matt. Uh, Emma Thompson, who is, uh, I don't know, would you find Emma Thompson attractive?
1: I, th- I thought she was a young chick. I don't even know. Who. She's
0: an old woman? <laughs> She's an old woman. Yes. <laughs> <She has, laughs> yeah, it's a common name. Emma Thompson is like a 60 year old British actress who was in about 40 movies the last the 20 years. The Harry Potter movies? Yeah, she was in the Harry Potter okay. movies. She, would, she used to do fun flirty movies with Hugh Grant where she was the girl, the intelligent girlfriend of Hugh Grant. Oh. She always plays like the witty yet attractive like, you know, 30 to 40-something, What she did, 30 to 40-something, uh, good head-on-her-shoulders British woman. Um, she is uh, now – she's won a big award, the British Awards along with Michael Caine for just being old and British. Uh, she is They can in England they respect her all. they just give them awards you're just fucking old here's an award and then everyone gets dressed up I think it's a nice thing actually uh, better than giving Bieber all the awards she's upset because she says uh, she claims and I think this is true that Hollywood is a, the movie business is now casting people based uh, almost entirely off their social media following. So now even casting notices are saying, don't show up for this part if you don't have a certain minimum number of Instagram followers and so on and so forth. And she's claiming that this like a uh, dependency, this you know obsession with like social media followings of, of thespians going into the work is going to just downgrade the level of quality they get of people from movies, and they're just going to be casting movies based on who's most popular versus who's best for the role. Does uh, this sound? Does this make sense to you? Or does it sound like the bitter grapes of an old wrinkled vagina of British <laughs> British skank?
1: It, it does seem as though this could be a problem because <clears throat> when you're kind of living. You know, social media is just a thing that should be looked at as like, okay, I got a few minutes to kill. Click like on this photo. But you're talking about art and business of of filmmaking. Yeah. Bringing people in to read for a role based on how many Instagram followers they have is ridiculous. I mean, there's, you know, chicks out there that went to theater school that are I don't feel bad for them, but uh,
0: you know, <laughs> no. In fact, you hate them, don't you?
1: No, but they should get an audition over some chick that went that's on Twitter.
0: Well, if they have to look, they used to say, "Isn't this isn't social media following just sort of a sort of a shorthand way of saying uh, if you have nice tits and you're attractive? Isn't that sort of a shorthand way of that? I mean, for the most part, that's who has outside of people that are already famous. That's who has big social media followings, right? Good looking, yeah. good looking young women, right? So to me, this is just saying like if you're good-looking young and mostly white, (laughs) this is just like a way of them calling the herd. They used to call the herd in a different way. Uh, This is a way of saving time. Like if you don't really have – if you can't bring yourself to get 50,000 followers on Instagram by showing your tits in a bikini on Instagram – that you're not right for our Transformers movie, right? Isn't that sort of what they're doing? Yeah, it's
1: kind of ruining the world because it used to be those chicks would go out and try and bang the yes. director, yes, or know, right? one of the producers, <laughs> and and just work it, you know, yes. with their gross. Like Marilyn Monroe, just blow everybody. Yeah, yeah, um, blow both Kennedys. But now, you know, so you still have that because I don't really like when people that are incredibly motivated above all else and and don't know how to fake it succeed like i know that you you should be motivated and to succeed like the girls
0: who you meet and within the first 60 seconds they ask ask you who you know and if you can help them out
1: yeah like i met this girl and she was like so yesterday i did an hour of networking and i was like (laughs) you went to a bar you're not supposed to say that No, (laughs) you can think that but saying it is super robotic and gross um but you know it's this whole thing about coming up or whatever uh but, but, so you're
0: saying this this actually destroys the sex for sex for for uh, gigs industry because now you can get now you don't need a blow producer now you can walk in with your uh, with your Instagram and Snapchat cr- uh, credentials say I got 150 thousand followers and and I'm not taking my clothes off for you
1: yeah but it's just worse for the business and for the art because you know you could just be a, a person that's savvy at social media it doesn't even have to be based on how hot you are and clearly there's no real way to convey personality of any sort over those things which you used to be able to do in in person
0: isn't this just you with being bitter about the fact that nobody wants to see you in a bathing suit on social media and this is going to kill your job This is going to kill many jobs for you (laughs) kind of you have no shot i think they've always picked i mean look i don't think she's talking about she's talking about this for like major movie roles i don't see them going into they're not going to pick the revenant Who's, like, who's going to be the lead in The Revenant right. based on social media uh, – you know, an upstart with a big social media following? These are for these crappy YouTube star films they're making. Yeah. There's a bunch of them, Bella Thorne, all these people with like Disney stars and stuff who have like 8 million followers. Horror movie at the lake house. Yeah, thing. horror movie at the lake house are these musical numbers. They're, they're picking like these like teenage music artists who have huge music followings to do like these stupid like summer grease movies and stuff like that. They make them for a few million dollars. Of course they want somebody who's got 6 or 7 million followers because that's who's going to watch the movie. Yeah, you know, they're making the movie for that audience. So that totally makes sense. This is not they're not going to be casting Oscar films based on who has, uh, you know, the most social media. So this to me is just Emma Thompson saying, you know, like I said, the hot girls used to get these roles by sleeping with producers. And now they're using social media stats. And I don't like it.
1: I think it is gonna just ruin life in general and this is another aspect. But yeah, like you said, I mean these are low budget movies, so <clears throat> and that's what they're thinking also is that okay, if they have five million followers, say a million of those people watch the movie, we really need those million people. Yes. Star Wars don't give a fuck. You know. And most people don't most People, millennials, uh, young people, don't watch
0: movies anymore. They don't go to the movies. So if you're going to make a movie, you know, around this people around this age, you have to get someone who's going to bring in has a hardcore audience. Yeah, and they're di- they're dimwits, but they're going to come. They're going to go to the movie. They're going to go see whatever her name is from the Disney Channel, a Selena Gomez film, because they love Selena Gomez. They don't care how stupid the movie is. You can make a stupid fucking movie on low budget. And you're still guaranteed like a million or two million girls are going to show up and see your movie.
1: It just pisses me off when people in the in the industry <laughs> who are in in charge of uh, you know, casting and and you know, divvying out jobs and stuff, you're just being lazy. You're not supposed to base this on social media because you know, that's that's not your job, That that's just you cutting corners at your job. So, you can you know, you're hiring uh, people based on their followers. But that doesn't mean. Well, do you mean think that Michael
0: Bay used to cast, like, the uh, femme fatales in his movies and the, the <laughs> girls screaming in, in Friday the 13th uh, with their tops off? Uh, he got think, a bunch
1: of photos in He, the he mail. went through a rigorous.
0: You think he went through a rigorous stories, by the way, about Michael Bay. And they, uh, Friday the 13th, he did the last, like, one of the reboots, you know, seven, eight years ago. And a girl, very hot, attractive woman, came in and she was casting. She was supposed to get the job, I think. And she said, you know, I really am, uh, I'm really not sure about this. I'm pretty sure I don't want to take my top off in the role and he said i completely understand you know where you're coming from and he said goodbye
1: yeah
0: <laughs> i mean that was it next you Good. Know? so <laughs> that's the whole part that's, that was the whole part. Her part was, you know, Cindy, the girl who, uh, discovers Jason or whatever. But I mean, the whole thing she was being cast for was her tits. You think she's regretting that? <laughs> yeah, probably. And Michael Bay so is just like, all right, well, let's not talk about this. Goodbye. I mean, that's, that's it. That's the deal breaker. So it's not like we, it's not like we were high and mighty before in casting these parts before. Yeah. Now you're just getting, now you're just getting the girl who would take her top off who you already know has 400,000 followers on, on Twitter or whatever. So yeah. to me, you're just upping your commercial value. I think Hollywood's always been shallow. So I don't think you're, you're just changing the you're just changing the element that you know that you're ch- using it to be shallow with now you're just using social media but stats
1: are as- the hottest chicks? Does it necessarily correlate to Instagram followers? Is no, it just no, but nature?
0: It, it's just—it's not necessarily just so you get the hottest chicks. but you get girls who have a following already. Before, like I said, they have just picked the girls with the nicest tits. Right. So they just changed from nicest tits to most most likes. I
1: want I, the nicest tits. I, I want... do
0: too. I agree. That's probably that she didn't she didn't mention that part. <laughs> I would have gone with her. All right, Emma Thompson. I'm sorry, your day is over. You know, you're the grandma now in Harry Potter movies or whatever. Old lady, you had your time. You have made sixty or eighty fucking movies. I mean, you and Michael Caine complaining about shit. Michael Caine's made like two hundred movies.
1: How come no black actor? were honored at the
0: Old yes. People British Awards. I don't think there are black people. in. Britain. I'm <laughs> not really sure. Uh, Emma Thompson, just time to hang it up. Uh, Matt, I know uh, that uh, once you ate nothing but vegan food for 48 hours to try and impress a girl at some point in your life. <laughs> Every guy has done that before. Right. Uh, they've met a really hot... This is an L.A. thing. You meet a really hot L.A. LA girl who's a vegan and she convinces you that, that uh, giving up meat, how meat is bad. She shows you all the, the pus. There's always pus in milk. There's always like disease in and ca- in things. She'll show you the intestines, a picture of the intestines of people who eat meat, mm. all that kind of crap. Some of all the hot girls have these in their like their wallet. These disgusting photos. <laughs> all those really bad disgusting pop-up ads you see about like stomach viruses. Yeah, like where there's like worms in people's intestines and stuff. They have those, and they convince you that you're going to die if you if you don't stop eating meat. They're super hot. You want to get laid, so you agree to give up meat at some point for like forty eight hours. Right. before you realize that this relationship's not going to last. Very, this relationship's not going to last very long. Uh, so you try the tempeh and tofu and things that are called like chicken with an X or something that's really soy, and you just realize what a shitty life this would be. However, that shitty uh, that shitty existence of vegan existence makes a shitload of money in Los Angeles and New York and other big cities. Uh, where people either are vegan because they love animals or because they're just super fucking trendy,
1: or it's an excuse to not eat anything and be sort of anorexic without admitting that too. That. that
0: too. You don't say I'm skinny anymore. You say I'm vegan, <laughs> which is a new way to pretend you're healthy while your arms and legs are shaking and your your head is violently bobbing back and forth from lack of iron and <laughs> calcium deficiencies. Uh, the owners of Cafe Gratitude, which is the largest vegan uh, restaurant chain in Los Angeles, and they own Gracias Madre and all the other places. It's a very. Have you been to Cafe Gratitude before? It's a no. very like pretentious vegan place where all the dishes have names. Like, yeah, I've
1: been to like Re- Real Food Daily and, and is it similar? It's similar. They have like, you know, Silver like price. you order the
0: salad. The salad's called, literally, the salad's called like I Am Grateful. And then you have to tell the waiter why you're grateful.
1: What? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, fuck this yes. place. Yes.
0: yes. Are you serious? I'm totally serious. They will bring you your meal and they will ask you like, please tell me why you're grateful.
1: I was like, don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck away from my Punch table. you the
0: fucking cucumber, my asshole. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's how pretentious. And by the way, everyone who goes there loves that. So that's how even pretentious the clientele is. Uh, oh, they God. love the sharing. It just if you just picture Gwyneth Paltrow and her friends eating there, you kind of have the place down.
1: I always say with terrorists, like you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. But if you're gonna do it anyway, yes. Like, can we just give you some suggestions of places to attack? Vegan, I don't think they're gonna attack places that serve hummus. So that's my feeling. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: if there's garbanzo beans are a mainstay of Cafe gratitude. they're not gonna attack there first. They're going for the meat, the meat, the pork houses. I think. Right. Right. I, think the bacon, I think the bacon place is going first. Anyhow, the owners of this place, they own seven restaurants now. They're making a fucking fortune. It's this couple, very hippy-dippy vegan couple. They retired. They handed over the operation to their son, and they moved off to their farm in Northern California. Someone in the uh, vegan spy network – I think vegan people go online looking for people that are cheating on their veganism – discovered that this couple uh, is now living on a farm in Northern California, had just eaten a cow – I don't know if they ate the whole cow or they just ate part of the cow. But they had a cow on their farm and the cow died and they kind of stared at it for a while and didn't know what to do with the cow. So they decided to fucking eat it. And it was the first right. meat in 40 years.
1: Have you been – I don't think you're supposed to eat a cow once it's dead. I don't think that that's healthy.
0: Well, it, perhaps what's left out of the story is that the cow died after they killed it. <laughs> that's, that's quite possible. And the story is like a real – like they started with they started eating eggs. First they had chickens on the farm to eat the flies. Then they, the chickens started laying eggs. And then they decided, well, those eggs look good. So they tried the eggs, which are a total gateway. Eggs are a gateway drug, like, into meat.
1: They got that protein in them and they were animal The taste
0: of animal after, like, 44 decades of no animal. And then they started drinking the milk that was coming out of the cow. Then the cow died, or they killed it, died from the sledgehammer to the head. Mm. And they decided to make a fucking pot roast out of it. Anyhow, the vegan network found out. And as vegans do, sort of like environmental people Uh, Their first step in 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 protecting all animals around the world was to death threat (laughs) issue death threats to the couple. Right, Uh, death threats always come. It seems to me like death threats should be like your third or fourth option, but the vegans always lead with death threats. Like the animal rights people. They will lead just with death threats. That's like their opening opening gambit, right? Yeah. Like, we will fucking kill you. That's I don't like think this.
1: they can. Yeah, they don't count people as animals.
0: No. So they will They will fucking roll over you in their fucking Priuses, like at moment's notice. And uh, then they boycott the restaurants, all this shit. Let me ask you, Matt, knowing all this about Cafe Gratitude, uh, where you can get a $22 kale salad <laughs> <laughs> filled with extra vinegar,
1: uh, aren't vegans just the most fucking pretentious people in the entire world? Yeah, they're terrible. And... You know, they all have dogs and cats. They're all emotionally disturbed and scarred and fucking, you know, got raped by their stepdad. And this is how they're sort of dealing with it by sort of self-sacrifice. It's like
0: it's sort of like a self-injury thing, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I think it's like self-harm because it it really is bad for you. And, you know, I would like to know the average length of time that people stay vegan because unless you are like, you know, getting all these shots and and just really watching your supplements to a – OCD level, you're going to have health problems. Um.
0: They're shaking. I mean, they just, I always, what I know about vegans first, I can spot it before they tell me they're vegan, is they're always shaking. They're, like their whole body's vibrating. Yeah. It's like a weird, it's like an iron, I think it's like an anemic, pernicious anemia, like iron deficiency thing that you need meat and some kind of iron and meat in your diet. Otherwise you just start shaking. Yeah, you know, They're telling you how healthy they are while they can't get their words out because their mouth is like kind of like messed up and in like, the, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you look super healthy. Why, let me fucking tie you a tree. So you stop fucking shaking.
1: You know, the biggest hypocrisy of them is that they all have uh, dogs. They're all dog people, sometimes cats, but often dogs. And uh, you can't feed a dog or a cat a vegan diet because they'll, they'll just die. Yeah, You know, they're, they're more primal than we are. So they're feeding all their pets meat, while they're lecturing you about not eating meat. And it's like, well, I don't even own any pets, so I could just—I'm breaking even already. I think
0: they tell me they're eating the cats and dogs. That would be really fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so they're feeding, they're feeding meat. They're feeding dead dogs to their dogs or some other animal, something like I that. Think it's horse and chicken and whatever. <sighs> That's oh, not horse. You can't eat fucking. Even people wouldn't eat horse. It's I, not very good. I, I, here's my belief. Everyone has everyone has a and so the, let me tell you the son the guy who runs the restaurant who's now being boycotted this multi million dollar restaurant chain. It's really the boycott's really hurting the restaurant chain and the and the guy who runs it now. Their son is like, look. They were vegan when they ran the vegan restaurant. They don't run the vegan restaurant anymore. You can't expect that they're going to still be, they have to still be vegan when they're no longer running the vegan restaurant. Yeah. It's just like unrealistic. You don't look at like past owners of establishments and see what they're up to now and then go boycott their, their previous not. ownership.
1: That's a good point. He's like, I'm a
0: vegan. I'm not running a the
1: restaurant. They're like, they left and now they're fucking eating Bessie the cow. That's not. I, I just feel like these people boycotting don't understand literally on the base level how life works. I mean, mm. this is a far. Fall- Farm. So, you know, you have to use fertilizer to fertilize plants of some sort. Usually it's cow shit, um, which I, get, I don't think that's vegan, is it? Cow shit? Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know. For Cafe Gratitude, it's on the menu. It says. It's <laughs> 17 dollars
1: It's like you can't just – everyone can't be uh, an upper-middle-class rich – cunt driving a mercedes and having a bounty of garbanzo beans and soy chicken
0: like- well that's the thing that kills me about the vegan diet uh and i tried it for a little while just basic vegan diet everything is super fucking expensive yeah it's like really i mean it, it, on the other end of the scale we have this problem where like fast food is like so fucking cheap yeah so like poor americans are all obese because you can get a meal burger king for three bucks you cannot possibly eat more than seven dollars worth of food at taco bell yeah. it's just literally impossible uh so like cheap food is really fattening and vegan food is and healthy healthy food in general is super expensive, but vegan food literally you can't get a fucking vegan salad for under like twenty bucks in town.
1: Yeah. And it's
0: like you know you have to be kind of rich to be to be vegan. I agree with you, so that makes it pretentious in and
1: of itself. They're saying like everyone on a farm is an asshole. It's like all right, well that includes all your fucking relatives, uh, you know, all your ancestors, and I don't know what like ninety percent of the world. What? Like, uh, they don't
0: like people in general. There still like
1: 50% of people live in cities or something.
0: They don't like people in general. In fact, when Trump moves all the Mexicans out, uh,
1: the price of produce is going to go even higher. It's going to go even <laughs> higher.
0: And these fucking salads are going to be like 50 bucks. And he's like, I mean, and I don't know. You get like, whenever you order the salad, you end up like, can I get a couple more, like three more chickpeas? Yeah. Like, it's just like, this is fucking cow. I mean, this is just fucking leaves you're giving me leaves why are these fucking leaves so expensive well that's why
1: people started eating meat well for a lot of reasons but just because it's so much more efficient like yes. if we just ate plants um you got to eat you'd be long. chewing like for uh 12 hours a day
0: or something yes i would have, my first my first impression after i have a kale salad my first feeling is I'm super fucking hungry. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm hungrier now than when I started. I just I just burned 400 calories eating this 250 <laughs> calories salad. Now I'm starving. Yeah. You're right. You don't see like there's nobody achieving anything uh, f- there's no one achieving like physical greatness on a vegan diet. You don't see like yeah. world-class athletes on a vegan diet.
1: Celery they- takes more calories to digest than yeah, it has yes. in it.
0: Yeah, and cows have four stomachs. They can keep breaking down that cellulose so they can get more nutrition out of those leaves than humans can, but they still have to eat. They Fucking all they do all day long is eat just to get enough calories to survive. It, it makes no sense on any level. Although the only level it does make sense on is that usually really hot girls are, <laughs> oftentimes really hot girls in L.A. and New York are vegans or vegetarians. Yeah, and they have sad stories about fucking killing calves and all that kind sort of shit. So they, there is there is the upside that when you go into a vegetarian or vegan restaurant, you do have a much better looking class of women. They're all high maintenance, like you said. But that is where model that is where models hang out.
1: not sh- uh, shouldn't you not be able to drive a car because oil is still made out of? Um... Decomposed dinosaurs. And, uh, stuff yeah, they like haven't
0: that. made that. Although they all drive electric cars now too. They're all in their Teslas and their Priuses. So, oh. I don't know. I, I, I feel bad for the kid who inherited the business and his parents went off and fucking killed the cow and fucking killed his, <laughs> killed his business. Yeah, some kind of screwed. metaphor, some kind of metaphor in there. Uh, anyway, his final, his, his final point was like, look, if you boycott and close down all the vegan, you know, the biggest vegan restaurant chain in California, there'll be less fucking vegan restaurants for you to eat at. Just think about that. That kind of backed everyone off their fucking, uh, you know. And leafy green, leafy greens boycott. So, I don't know. Vegans go away. I guess they will eventually die and go away much faster than everybody else. So that'll be okay. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. I know, in terms of uh, courting women and pursuing women and seeking out sexual relations with women, there's really nobody lazier than you. Perhaps <laughs> <laughs> you find dialing up escorts on the internet to be just too time consuming and tedious. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne might beat you in this category. Ozzy Osbourne has split from Sharon, uh, the hard looking, hard looking woman he's been married to. He's a hard looking dude, by the way. Hard looking woman he's been married to for the last thirty three years. Ostensibly, I think they got together because she got him off. She got him in rehab at some point. It's his first time in rehab, he was almost dead, and he owed his life to her. And by the way, marrying someone because you owe your life to them is not a good way to marry somebody. Was she his manager before he married her? She was his, like, manager, assistant. She was – all I remember, she was the one who found him, like, half-dead and got him into rehab.
1: Right. So she
0: basically saved – she basically saved his life, like, in the 80s. Yeah. And then he married her thereafter. And that – yeah, I could see the instinct, inclination to want to marry someone who just saved your life. Yeah. But you just got to hope someone better-looking saves your (laughs) your life. Someone less shrill. Someone less shrill. At some point, maybe ask if they have a hotter sister, less shrill sister. Well, did
1: she really – he was – He's probably never been real faithful. He's the lead singer of Black Sabbath. Yes.
0: Is that well, right? his own, he, left, he left that a long time ago. Although they still got together every now and then afterwards. Uh but he married Sharon and he, he's been a reality star for fifteen years. I don't know what he does. He walked he's unintelligible. He's done so many drugs and alcohol in his life. Uh, I still can't believe he can actually fucking get it up to have sex, but you know, drugs are a wonderful some drugs are a wonderful thing. Uh so he decided he was gonna have an affair on his wife. And he picked the woman who was just doing his hair at, the, at that moment <laughs> to start fucking. Uh, I, I, again, I don't know. Is this like his type? Does he like – is this like a 45-year-old, very sort of plain-looking woman? He's uh, well,
1: probably the woman that does his hair. I think he's pretty into his hair. I'm sure there's a lot of weird shit going on with his yeah, hair. In yeah, terms I, it can't of be real hair, extensions. by the way. Yes. So he probably is known – I know people that invite the hairdressers to their birthday parties and stuff like that. Uh,
0: do you know people that are fucking their hairdresser?
1: I mean, I guess I do, but it's, um, isn't
0: it usually the male hairdresser and the female? It's usually the not a lot of guys have a hairdresser.
1: I've gone on a couple dates with hairdressers because um, living in West Hollywood, you know, they don't meet a lot of straight guys. And so you just kind of – But you don't have – you, do
0: you have a hairdresser?
1: no i just had a regular person that cut my hair Oh, okay uh, <laughs> is that a hairdresser i don't know
0: hairdresser sounds kind of foo-foo i don't know i mean a hairdresser sounds like it's more than 20 bucks that's all i gotta say yeah if it's more than 20 bucks it's a hairdresser under 20 bucks it's a barber
1: yeah well they do uh higher in you know they're pissed when you come in because you're yes. giving them like 25 bucks you know yes. they're, they're getting 200 bucks to dye someone's hair do you tip you have to tip Oh, yeah, of course. I don't know why you have to tip your hairdresser. I don't get that. It really bothers me. Yeah, I didn't score a date by not tipping. That's a good point. You know. If you're trying to get laid that Although my sense. friend told me if you're trying to fuck a stripper, don't don't give her any money. Really? Yeah.
0: Why? Because it just it infuriates them? They like, You're the one that, that got away?
1: I think it just separates you from the pack, and you just look super cool. Really? Yeah. Can
0: I tell you a hint? If you really want to get laid by a stripper, tip really big. <laughs> that's, the way. that's the other way to go with it. Right. And that's a 100% guarantee, by the way. Your, your friends might work 10% of the time. The giant ass tip works with 100%. Time. That works 100%. Yeah, that works 100% of the time. Ozzy Osbourne, just, I think he just grabbed the closest hand of the woman closest to him and just said, we're going to have sex, and that's sort of the way it went. Or do you – let me ask you this. Do you think some guys just have a type where they just like – he like, he married Sharon Osbourne? Do you think some guys like Bill Clinton and – I was thinking about Bill Clinton and some other guys who could get better-looking girls, but they just sort of like this frumpy, well, Bill Clinton
1: girl. maybe. I mean Ozzy Osbourne – there's plenty of chicks that will see Ozzy Osbourne on the street. Go, I got to take a picture with him. This is hilarious. <laughs> I want to go have a drink with him. They're not going to suck his dick. Really? Yeah, they're just not going
0: to. He's still that. a rock star. Uh, is he? Well, I mean, like fucking Ronnie Wood and all the guys from the Stones are in their 70s. They're still dating 20 something year old models. I
1: mean,. Yeah, but Ronnie Wood's pretty with it, and the Stones yeah. are still touring. I, but let's put it
0: this way: Ozzy Osbourne has enough money; that he could probably have a, a you know, a, a semi-professional
1: girlfriend. He could fuck like Donald Sterling's. Uh, chick.
0: Yes, the girl with the, the visor over her yeah, face, v. He was tugging v. Steviano who's tugging his dick for three hours, trying to make something come out of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that. I mean, I don't. When I see these guys who could get better women, and they kind of pick these women for their affair when they're cheating on their wives. I think either one, they're really fucking lazy. I think Clinton in a way was like lazy too. He was like he was trapped in the White House, so yeah. he literally had to fuck somebody in the White House. Yeah, I mean he couldn't go out to like the fucking club and like start hitting on girls.
1: No, they were they impeached him anyway. They were all they yeah, were looking. But, he knew that, and, and he they, still couldn't
0: help himself. No, and also he can't leave the White House. Secret Service follows you way, so he had to fuck someone in the White House. And it, there were probably like three really good looking women in the White House who his wife knew he would look at <laughs> spies on. So he went for like the chubby, sort of unattractive girl because he knew that was what he could get. But some people also said, looking at his history, that's who he kind of li- that's who he kind of like. Do you think Ozzy Osbourne likes sort of are these guys who like sort of you know uh, attainable, very easily attainable women, or are they just fucking lazy?
1: Oh, you're saying his type is easy. His type is like. <laughs> No, you know yeah like, type is, yeah like a frumpy girl who's like doesn't put up it's just fucking easy there are guys that have a type you know just and and sometimes it's a, a weird type cuz you, you wouldn't call it a type if you're like oh that guy likes hot blondes that just seems okay well yeah, everybody yes that's just normal but you know you, you got guys that like chubbier chicks um i just i don't think so i just think that that's the hottest chick he could get while being kind of lazy i don't okay. think he was out prowling around hanging out late night at Barney's being range. He's probably got some friends
0: who could hook him up with some girls, right? I assume.
1: Yeah, but he he gets his
0: drugs somehow. I don't know
1: much about him, but he seems like a cool guy. I don't I don't know if he wants to hang out with a a weird whore. He might actually like his hairdresser's personality.
0: Yes. Well, she does his hair too, which is kind of nice. Yeah. So he comes out comes out looking bad. It, it's there's something strange. You're right. Guys do have ties, by the way. Yes, I've seen this yesterday. I was in the, at the gym in the parking lot, and there was a dude who was a normal looking dude, I mean a fit guy, and he was just making out with this obese woman, <laughs> just like they were going at it, like you know, like wow. two teenagers, you know, and they were both like in their 30s too, and her. they were just going at it. He was he had his hands on his hands on her ass, yeah, that kind of make out. But her ass was so huge, <laughs> It's just like I mean, he He must know at that point. You can't lie to yourself. This woman's large, because you can't get your hands around her ass. It's just That's like a
1: blessing. I mean, imagine if that was your type. You could fuck any woman you wanted.
0: Yeah, you think it's a
1: blessing? Yeah, I guess so. I
0: saw it as a curse, but
1: I, I like the way I you're speaking. it your friends that. make fun of you, but then you know you get. Well, he was sad. a pretty big, pretty big muscular dude. I think he gets away with it.
0: But uh she was just she was just enormous and I thought like it's the kind of girl you look at the girl and go, "Oh, it's so sad, she'll never find a guy." And then there she is making out with like the stud in the uh, in the parking lot. And you have to attribute that to just guys, certain guys have a type. Maybe you know? since
1: he's like a bodybuilder type guy, he has like body dysmorphia, but isn't that what happened in Shallow Hal? Essentially, <laughs> Do you just, think he has reverse, like, yeah, has reverse body dysmorphia. <laughs> so he sees the,
0: <laughs> he sees himself as like really fat and unattractive, and the and the obese woman is really skinny and attractive. I
1: think so. It might have been. I
0: mean, he sure he was definitely into it, man. He was going at it. And I, like, just,
1: I think there's this myth of you know if you have money, and it's one thing if you are Drake, you know, and you are good looking guy, but. There's this this myth that if you have money you'll just get all these hot chicks. And yeah, but a lot of them are fucking weird like and and not cool and not really They're horrible chicks. people. Yeah. You don't and want to know hurting. that. You still fuck them, but you know that.
0: Yeah, you want a ground, a very grounded obese woman is what you're looking for.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> what I
0: want. All right. Just checking you and Ozzy. You, you, uh, look, you're dating your hairdresser. I think it's a great thing. My hairdressers usually are on, on the uh, Megan's Law. They're at supercuts. Usually, on the Megan's Law website list or like sexual offenders. So <laughs> I don't like I don't like to date them so much. They're all like Peruvian gorillas, like mountain gorilla. You know, gorillas, uh, communists who. have Escaped the United States, Ozzie, you're right, right by me. He, he split like like he split from his wife after you're, when you're 35, you can't split from your wife. It and when you go two blocks away to have sex with a hairdresser, that's not really splitting with your wife.
1: They'll be back together. Hey,
0: we'll most definitely be back together. Uh, by the way, I love how on her show on their talk show, it's called The Talk. That took me half a second to think about. <laughs> she has one of these fucking nattering hands afternoon talk shows, and she didn't. The day that Ozzie split, it was all in the news. She didn't show up for work. She took you know she didn't want to be on the show that day. So everyone else, all the other co-hosts on the show, all they talk about how is, we're not going to talk about what happened to Sharon. <laughs> and they mentioned it like 17 times. <laughs> like, like, in respect for Sharon, we're not going to mention how Ozzy split from her fucking his hairdresser. <laughs> it's like, great. So no one asks us about how Sharon devastated or how <laughs> she's crushed, because she's not here and we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> the only reason people tune into that show, I call those the hospital shows. You only see them when you're waiting for someone to pick up at the doctor's office or the hospital. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only time you see those shows and you go like, is that still fucking on? Uh, we talked about vegans. We talked about underage girls, all your favorite subjects. Let me ask you about dildos because this week you have a story about dildos. I know you're a big aficionado of the sex toys. <laughs> uh, you're often in the uh, various outlets and stores, the fetish shops, uh, you own more plastic than most, than most men. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, you have a story about this week, and I shit you not, a story you read. I think it was a visual story, so it didn't take you very long. <laughs> the photo with the caption. Uh, what is Gwyneth Paltrow selling in the, uh, selling in the line of sex toys? She
1: think? is selling some interesting sex toys. Uh, she's selling some Ben Wah balls, which I always thought yeah. went in your asshole. I thought so, too. Are you going to tell me something? <laughs> well, I was just like, I didn't picture Paltrow endorsing that. Um, no, can I, but can I, 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 can I guess if it's not asshole? Sure. I'm going to
0: say vagina. (laughs) Yeah, I think they go in your vagina.
1: I looked it up. They strengthen your pelvic muscles, uh, which is also gross. Um, So Gwyneth Paltrow is selling a $15,000 gold-plated dildo. On her By the way, it's interesting you saw Benoit
0: balls going your ass that you live in West Hollywood and that was your impression.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: it just shows you how different regions and cultural understandings are different. <laughs> so your first thought is in the ass. Uh, it was right in the ass.
1: That was what I figured. Yes. I mean, I well, don't that's know. that's how
0: you, when you guys are selling to you on the street like that, pulling back their like giant jackets and like showing you the shit they have for sale <laughs> watches, like, like watches, Benoit balls. What do you want, buddy? I got everything for you.
1: He's going your ass. I mean, it's a fifteen thousand dollar. I just don't get uh, who's buying it. It's a golden,
0: it, gold. It's not a pure golden dildo. It's a gold plated dildo.
1: Yeah, so it's probably worth a hundred, two hundred bucks. Yeah, maybe. right. No, <laughs> or
0: or something. The, the, melting it down value is very is very limited. So you're paying for the fa- someone fashioned. It's a high end. I don't know what a high end dildo is. I mean, is a shape. Is a shape like it, it trademarked? Is a
1: copyrighted shape? And they can almost can use that shape. It's sort of a penis shape, but not really a penis shape. I don't know. There's a market for this. I went into a store in West Hollywood, uh, down on Melrose Place, where the real expensive stuff is. And uh, I was walking by, and I saw this hot chick working there. So I kind of just walked in, mm-hmm. and she goes, "Do you want some champagne?" And really? I said, "Yes." That's
0: how it starts, dude. You wake up a year later in Yugoslavia. You're like a sex. Sexual-
1: <laughs> you're like a sex slave. Yeah, it was two of them in a uh, maid outfits. And oh, then really? they they must have thought I was uh, some fucking businessman type guy or something. So they bring me in this room and yeah, they have these ten thousand dollar dildos. What? And I just got out of there because I was like, I'm not even going to pretend to be interested in buying <laughs> no, that shit. No, um, you didn't ask for a demonstration. You could. It's asked like a, a weird status thing, and and to me, it's super gross because I don't like when people are into status symbols and materials in general. Like you know, chicks, uh, usually the ones who didn't pay for their own car, but you know, rocking the the Mercedes and showing it off. Um,
0: Oh, yeah, you like to yell whore at them. Do you yell whore yeah. at girls who use a uh, $15,000 gold-plated dildos? Is that something you would yell at them?
1: That just seems like the most repugnant uh, example of just excess.
0: It's one of those things where you start feeling like for ISIS a little bit, right? It's yeah. One of those things where you go like, ISIS isn't totally wrong about the West. Like if we have, if we have women buying $15,000 dildos, and it's got to be most – I'm assuming it's mostly a status symbol because you can buy a $20 dildo it probably does the same – same job, right? Yeah. Whenever you start shoving shit up there, I mean, it's not like this one has like some special features to it. it just made of gold. By the way, they, you, just like on Yelp, they have fake comments below the sections on Goop. And uh, one of the women in review said, This is the most fantastic dildo ever. Like, like everyone has one, right? Like, <laughs> like, she goes, Don't forget, girls, because it's made of, because it's made of gold, it, it conducts heat. And the ch- change in temperatures, you know, while using it just drove me to the moon. I'm like, what? Like, you know what else gets hot when you stick it inside your twat? A dick. (laughs) Like, why can't you find a dick? I mean, if you're reasonably attractive, those are free. Like, just put a fucking condom on it, find a dude, and get laid. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. I I understand why a girl might want a sex toy on the side, but if if gold-plated,
1: $15,000 sex toy? My joke was if I was a housekeeper, I would just steal it. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think she would report it to the police. Because, uh, you know, people don't like, you know, talking about their sex toys and also just everyone would think you're a raging cunt if you bought that.
0: Yes. Um, so, uh, so I, I'm just marking here. I'm not gonna let you clean my house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what,
0: what, I can't what, imagine what, what, spending more than, I can't imagine going to, if you go to a sex store and you spend more than like max out your credit card, there's something wrong, there's something wrong with you. That's just, you know, I let, I'm, I'm all, I'm all very libertarian. Let people do what they want. But if you're, if you're, if you're spending, a, you know, four figures at a sex shop, you're, Spending way too much money on sex. I'm picturing, <laughs> like, like, Saudi
1: like, Arabian family chic yeah. guy going, yeah. like, oh, sexy, huh? It's like, oh, God, I have to fuck this guy. Jesus.
0: Yeah, but those uh, guys, I think, are actually just buying girls, right? I mean, they're actually paying – They're actually there's some logic to what they're spending money. They're actually just buying
1: prostitutes, right? I think they buy them stuff so the girls don't admit that they're prostitutes sometimes. Oh,
0: yeah. You think they're buying dildos and Benoit balls? The at lower the court, level. With a vagina.
1: <laughs> Which is it with Gwyneth Paltrow? I, I thought she was su- – passing herself off as this like relatable domesticated woman it, but is she kind of like a rich elitist asshole at the same time like i i don't see how one goes and she fits together she hasn't been able she's
0: other. tried to do that like uh, uh, you know that sort of like a, you know home food network kind of down home down home yeah. girl thing and it's not like she did that thing where like people don't know how hard it is to be a working mom kind of crap and just no one bought it like just <laughs> nobody bought it by the way there are a lot of rich women who get away with that and they could sell books and shit like that We've talked about them before. There's these celebrities who live in mansions and they drive, you know, rolls or whatever else and they sell these books about like working you know, these working mom books or whatever. Yeah. And they can get away with it. But she's I think it's just so unliked that she could never get away with it. And it, all she got from women was hate when she talked about like how rough it was picking up her kids at school, like <laughs> you know, or like how she had to manage between being on the set and being all this other stuff. And just no one bought it from her. She's just not like all so I think she just went the other way uh-huh. and just said, Fuck it, I'm just selling shit to rich bitches. <laughs> Fuck you. And that's Fuck you, you you wish you could be me. Right. Well she's making a fortune off of it. So, I mean, I I think she just decided, like, she's just going to sell fucking $10,000 colonics because trying to do home recipe, like, you know, bunt cakes
1: for $20 wasn't cut. It wasn't cut. no one was buying it. What is she doing with the money? Is she, like, a happy person, do you think, or
0: uh she's dating a, a tv show producer now she broke up with uh, the guy called Be- uh, gay beethoven <laughs> it's, sort of, it's like uh i don't know i mean who knows how people are happy or not i mean she's the most she always comes up in polls with kim kardashian as the most unliked person in hollywood um she's so unliked in hollywood she moved to england that's how bad she is she's back in la uh i don't know she just seems unliked. but who knows a lot of people are very happy unlike people are very happy so I assume she does this stuff because it makes her happy. She's selling dildos to make makes her happy. Yeah. I don't. I, mean, I don't judge her. I don't judge her for that. She's never actually done anything horrible. Uh, when you're a woman and other women hate you that much, it's a bad sign.
1: Yeah,
0: and guys don't like you either. It's just it's a, it's a, it's a sign. that something's wrong with your public persona. But I don't. She's never committed a crime or does something heinous. She just seems like the that bitch yeah. in school that everybody hated sells
1: stuff to douchebags at- yeah
0: she <laughs> seems very pretentious she seems very pretentious
1: i just wonder if you looked at maybe like ashley madison subscribers but as a demo would like goop letter subscribers be the worst people in the world
0: yeah i think you could mail white powder uh, poisonous powder if you're to mail to them <laughs> and we'd all be better off uh, but i think it's a status thing i mean i think for women it's a status thing is like i'm on the goop mailing list i get the magazine i'm in this sort of elite it, women see them i think women see themselves a lot of their value based on like what their shopping network is sort of like you know not just what they're not just what they're wearing themselves and buying themselves but also like what magazines they get and like what sort of catalogs they get and stuff like that so mm. it's a it's asked what they call aspirational like you hope to be something you hope to have the fifteen thousand dollar dildo you might start off with the eighty dollar Benoit balls <laughs> and not know where to stick them <laughs> um, but at some point you want the fifteen thousand dollar dildo you know, right. It's something to tell your friends about, but I don't know. That's something like Jay Z buys Beyonce or something. That's just I don't know who buys who could buy that for themselves.
1: Who literally care. could go in and
0: buy that for themselves? I
1: don't care. I mean, even if you have a billion dollars, it's like you know Bill Gates isn't buying that because Bill no. Gates is buying the the eighty dollar ones. He'd buy well, well, just, I, You know, I looked at the reviews and I didn't really uh, get the value in it, but you know, you could put a kid through uh, state college with that money. Yeah Your you neighbor could. It doesn't have to be your own like, why, you not can just give your, why
0: not just give your kid Why not not use a dildo The gold appreciates Why not use a dildo for a few years And then hand it off to your kid And tell them <laughs> to bring it to school And try to, and try to pay tuition with it I mean, really, gold appreciates. It's not a bad investment. You can use it for those, uh, you know, those uh, those years when you need it, and then you pass it off to your kid and let them pay for college with it. Yeah, I'd say dropping that off the, at the admissions office. <laughs> like, you gotta much, put it in that the much, will. How much for the how much for the gold dildo? <laughs> yeah, who got who got who got you mom's just dildo? Yeah, dildo. <laughs> who got mom's dildo? I right, now I'm disgusted. Uh. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. This week, uh, Gene Simmons, uh, who I've met uh, t- three times now, I think, in my life. Uh, all I remember about Gene Simmons is his hair is incredibly fake and he's a, he's a very large person. Um, <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I can tell you about the guy. He seemed sort of like an ass asshole-type guy. Um, but we actually was at a party with him once uh, in Hollywood, a Hollywood party, and I was uh, particularly uh, inebriated. And apparently uh, a couple of people stopped me cuz I was going to push him into a pool. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know why, but they uh, you know, I sort of vaguely it was one of the things like you vaguely remember and then you think that didn't happen and then your friends remind you it did happen. Right. But for some reason he was like being sort of pretentious, Gene Simmons type of thing and I thought like I'm just going to shove his ass in the pool. You
1: should have done that. That would have been
0: But wasn't awesome. he in like Masada or wasn't he like Israeli? He was Israeli army trained and all this shit like that. He probably has some fucking death grip that would kill you. He yeah. looks he, he, I'll tell you this. He looks like the kind of guy if you toss him in the party in the pool at a party, he would just kill you. He would yeah. literally get out of the pool, pull a gun, and shoot you in the head.
1: Yeah, yeah. He but, looks like the kind of guy that, that has killed like a homeless person.
0: Yeah, he looks like he, looks like he, he does that fake laugh, but he looks like he kills people like he is a scary looking dude like you look like if you get his hair wet his fake hair wet he would just like <laughs> fucking just like punch you like curb you and just fucking stomp start stomping your head against
1: the ground over and over yeah again. i didn't realize he was trained in the israeli i think army. he was served in the israeli army when he was
0: a late teenager so i don't think he's masada or like that but i think he did train in weapons training and stuff
1: um anyhow he he came out this week that, that was: my-, my friend farted in coolio's face did he? Yeah, at a party. So I think I'll only have one chance to do this. But <laughs> was Coolio cool about it? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Well, that's mean. Throwing people in a party at
0: a in a pool at a party is a fun thing. That was a fun, <laughs> a fun little idea. He is an immense dude. I mean, he's got to be. I don't know, six four. He was running two forty or so like that. He's a big dude. Yeah. Um. And with the black glasses, and he always wears black suits and the black hair. I mean, he's an imposing figure, but he just seemed like an ass to me. Uh. This week he just he declared that Prince was an asshole. He called Prince pathetic, uh, basically for killing himself. He said Prince. He framed Prince's death as an intentional over it is not intentional but an overdose a drug addiction something that you choose to do or not do he called it pathetic that a guy would first he complimented prince on his talent and then called him a pathetic asshole for killing himself with drugs and then gene simmons is famous he's one of these few guys you can name your famous guys you can name who've never done drugs or alcohol their entire lives yeah so he has a standing to say this these types of things uh does he have let me ask you does gene simmons have a point is it like drug. I mean, we, everyone in Hollywood dies prematurely from drugs. But are drugs really a choice? I mean, is it pathetic that Prince killed himself with Percocet?
1: I don't know if he meant that the situation was pathetic or if Prince was pathetic. I could see it both ways because it is kind of pathetic to take you know hundreds of Vicodin a day and not be able to function and overdose on a plane and have to land and get a fucking you know antidote shot. It is kind of. Uh, and that's not to say we By can't. By the way, don't, why don't they just? Why, if you're a Prince, why don't you just have those antidote shots with you? Yeah. Like, why do you have to land in Did Moline? You get addicted to them. Why do
0: you have to land in Moline, in Illinois, like a mercy landing a plane to get a shot? Like, can't you just like you? You're worth four hundred million. Can't you put a few shots? Pack She'll a few be shots. Doing,
1: you'll be doing speed balls where you OD <laughs> yes, and do yeah. the, the other thing, and they don't have a another thing. Yeah, it's like you. the
0: adrenaline shot, right? Like in uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Okay. I just I would have it if I was that rich and I was doing, especially if I was doing drugs, I'd have like a nurse who would travel with me who kept one of those shots on there in their little. Bag. Bag.
1: Yeah, yeah, like a, for a bee sting person, an epi. Type <laughs> yeah, but situation. instead of a bee
0: sting, like a like a, a, a opiate over, overdose. Yeah, is it uh, pathetic? I mean, is it? Are we at the point when you can call it pathetic? I mean, because everyone got mad at Gene Simmons, and I think Gene Simmons probably just said it just to get fucking attention. <laughs> but is it? Is, is he right? I mean, are people right to be mad at him for saying the first thing people respond, is, "You have no idea. It's an addiction. is a disease. You're like basically calling someone pathetic for having a disease. Are you there with that disease part yet, or not?"
1: No, because you wouldn't have the disease if you uh, didn't live in a place where there were drugs available. So you can't cure a disease just by moving to uh, an island. Where, Singapore? Uh, where they can you? Well, I think they have drugs everywhere, but it is it is pathetic. Look, it was Prince, so it's like, all right, I mean, he's got a pretty good lifestyle. Imagine the dude's living in a studio apartment. What would you call that? Uh, I, I don't know, <laughs> Brian. I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, I think, I think if, if Gene Simmons wasn't an asshole and he was saying this, it would make a lot more sense. Yeah. Like, but again, there's something about dudes who don't – people that are like 60 or 65, gone through their whole life never having had a drink or drugs in their life, especially in rock and roll where like it's available, constantly available. So it's been yeah. constantly available to him the last 45 years. In fact, people have been pushing it on him, no doubt. And to never have done that and your only reason is like that's not good for you and I'm not going to engage in that. Aren't those people really fucking creepy and weird? Yeah,
1: those people are fucked up. They like they think they're gonna like kill somebody or admit to doing something <laughs> that like, they shouldn't have done.
0: It's he, I mean he, Donald Trump, there's a few other guys we mentioned, these guys who are like very tightly extremely tightly wound guys who look like they're hiding something, who just I think they have a fear of getting liquored up because they're afraid of what's gonna come out. Like they're going yeah. to admit some horrible secrets or it just people are going to see them at their weakest and they're going to like be these horrible little girly children you know, like crying over their bicycle that was stolen when they were six or something.
1: Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, because they're always the super macho, overly confident. Anyone that's that confident is faking it, by the way, obviously. Um, yeah, it's always the same type of guy that won't do it because it's like. Well, you've done other. It's not like you're an accountant who no. never took any risks. Like you've done interesting things in your life. You've made choices that are, you know, to make have experiences. You've traveled the world. Why would you possibly not be like? I wonder what it's like one time to uh, just drink a, a fucking. Yeah, drink?
0: it's not really. It's not a religious thing. It's not like they think they're going to hell. It's more. I can a-
1: understand. Yeah, if your uncle and your dad died of an uh, alcohol poisoning or whatever, but. No, these guys just like, no, just not. I just
0: imagine, like, Simmons, Trump, these other guys, they get like, you get like three or four drinks in them, five drinks in them, and all of a sudden, they're just like fucking babbling, like, decades of like psychotherapy, like, gone (laughs) wrong. It's just like, all these horrible, like, childhood stories are coming out, and they're fucking crying, snot running down their nose just admitting to all these horribly weak moments in their lives and stuff like that. And that's, I think, isn't that what they're hiding in that moment? Yeah. That's the fear of like, if if I lose control, it's not that I'm going to fucking like, you know, wreck my car or rake something. It's that I'm going to admit to all this horrible shit, weak weak shit I'm hiding inside of me.
1: Yeah, I think that's what it is. And maybe they have like a club, like my buddy who was an alcoholic and drug addict and got sober, you know, he goes, I can't say who it is. He goes, uh, yeah, I don't drink anymore um, except for, Occasionally, me and this one guy will do it, but we can't leave the apartment. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, like, oh, well, that I get not wanted to do because that sounds really fucking <laughs> <laughs> beleaguered. <laughs> That sounds fucking horrible. That sounds really bad. Like, wow, you must really like drinking if you're... Like, he understands that he can't function in society, but still just craves... That's like train spotting type heroin thing. We're just going to chain yourself to like a radiator just so you don't do anything fucking stupid. I mean, maybe Trump... Like, first of all, when Trump says shit like... And Simmons is the same exact way. Like, it's all this puffery, like... Trump saying, I sleep three hours a day. It's like, yeah. you know, fuck you. Like, we get it. You work hard. Maybe you don't sleep nine hours a day. But I know for a fact you don't sleep three hours a day. And to me, the alcohol thing seems like some one of those guys would just say. And, you know, just like those fucking clerics. are drinking scotch and they're – Yeah,
0: well, they're who also lay, say that they're not having sex with anybody and then they're banging altar boys, right? I mean not yeah. all of them. But I mean it's well, – when you deny yourself 100 percent anything that most people do, there's something wrong with you, I think. it's some weird thing about that. And you know we all know these guys from you know high school or college who just never drank and were tightly wound, and the minute they got drunk for the first time, yeah, they were just fucking on the floor like in fucking tears, like crying about their daddy, and just, like just like just or their girlfriend who broke up with them in fucking high school or something, just all this. Fucking- so is
1: it like a pride thing that you don't want to admit that that happened? Because I get maybe if you drank once or twice, all right, I can't do this. But do you think that happened to Simmons, and now he's just saying he never did it because he doesn't want to admit? Oh, I. See, I know. think it's more of an OCD thing, where like you're just a control
0: freak, and if you're a control freak, you don't want to lose control, so, uh, so you don't yeah, want to get wasted, because then you just you just I think control freaks, are, it, it comes from anxiety, a place of anxiety. Like they are worried that if they don't control things, shit will bad shit will happen. Right. So they see themselves getting drunk, and they know what will happen. They'll be out of control, and they don't like that. They don't like that feeling at all. Right. Right. That's that's it. Uh, I think it was pretty sad that Prince died from Percocet. Uh, It was not so sad that I predicted that it was drugs right off the bat. Uh, It is sad that they arrested the the son of the guy who was there to help him because he had drugs
1: in his bag. That was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. What are you doing? And why is he still there? And why are you searching his bag? He calls nine one one. There's supposed to be a law for people. People, you know, so uh, drug addicts don't. Um, yeah, so you can get, call in drug addicts. Like if you're a drug
0: dealer, you can call in like dead. You're
1: searching the doctor. It's like, well, yeah, the doctor's probably got a lot of fucking drugs on him. Yeah. Right?
0: You got to think he was stealing some shit from the Prince house, from the basic part. So once <laughs> Prince died, people must, everybody who worked there must have been grabbing some fucking purple money. Wait, metal what?
1: I Googled this. I couldn't even figure out what the what is Paisley Park? Is that just a big house? It's just a big house. His okay. name is
0: property in, in Minnesota. Basically, it means the uh, the rich black guy in Minnesota. I don't like
1: naming property. I don't like when people name property. Really? Yeah, it seems pretentious. What was
0: wrong with like Neverland Ranch? That seemed like a nice place.
1: Well, do you name your house? I mean, how how much land do you have to? I guess you can call it a ranch if it's well, a real ranch. Well, people name their
0: boats. Everyone names their boats, right? Even though they have shitty little boats, everyone names their boats.
1: Paisley, but park? It's just it was just a house.
0: No, it was an estate, you know, they had con- he had concerts there and they had venues there and stuff like that. Not massive, but they had he'd invite like, you know, communities into like for for musical events and stuff like that. Okay. So it was like a it was a park. Was All right, that, that changed my mind. All right. Okay. You can't have, Paisley Park was taken, you can't have it anymore. <laughs> uh, Matt, let me ask you. We got an email from Ryan. Ryan seems like the kind of guy would email uh, he wants to know about this is two two of your favorite topics rape and abuse hmm. uh, or abuse and rape he writes uh, Perkin Kesha, Kesha Kesha both Kesha this week was in the news she's rehashing she rehashed her uh, rape charges against Dr Luke by way of a song she sang that lady the Lady Gaga uh, college it's called the college sexual assault song. Uh, anthem. I guess I didn't know it was an anthem for college sexual assault, but I guess there is. It's called uh, Till It Happens to You," the one she sang at the Grammys. Oh, basically, it's a, basically a song about how like you really don't know what sexual assault's like until it happens to you. But if you go to college, like one in two girls get raped every night, so it will eventually happen. Why do to you? we
1: have to narrow it down to college? How about just it sucks in general.
0: Well, I think they were commissioned by – I think it was commissioned by somebody in the college rape community to like actually write the song or is in the movie or something. It was, it was specifically about a college rape theme,
1: uh-huh.
0: college sexual assault theme. Yeah, no, I know. If you, if you weren't raped in college or raped somewhere else, you feel kind of left out. You don't have a theme. There's no anthem for you. Mm. Um, Kesha sang that at an animal rescue, animal rescue <laughs> event. Uh, and she talked about how, her, you know, she choked up. as She talked about, you know, sang the role of the woman being raped and stuff like that, clearly in reference to her case with Dr. Luke, which remains entirely unproven and disca- completely discounted. Uh, Rowan Farrow, uh, I don't know why he changed his fucking name. I mean, I know he hated his dad, but Rowan Allen would have been a little, bit, a little better. Rowan Farrow is going to be the worst name ever. He's like, he's, I, I think of him as the next Anderson Cooper. He's like, uh, he's like, has this amazing hair, and he's a young reporter in in New York. And everyone's kind of okay with the fact that he's gay. He's like, very comfortable with his gay. Oh, yeah, he's gay. uh, Well, you know, he hasn't admitted to his gay. He just admitted to the fact that he's dated both men and women. Well, that's gay. Yeah, that's pretty fucking gay. Um, (laughs) So he, of course, has been on this thing about how Woody Allen, who's his biological father, even though everyone believes that uh, it was uh, Frank Sinatra who, who banged his mom and knocked him up. Uh, Because he has blonde hair and blue blue eyes and looks nothing like Woody Allen.
1: Wait, so he changed his name?
0: He changed his name. He took his mom's name after – they broke up. His mom was – they were never married. Mia Farrow was uh, living with Woody Allen. They had two kids, Dylan, who's a girl, molested, Uh, and and, 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 uh, (laughs) and, Rowan. And I don't know if he was actually named Rowan. I think he was named something else, and I think he changed his first name too. So Woody Allen gave his name. So he's something Allen, right? So right there, he's kind of weird. Yeah, he was a little kid when they had a custody battle. They broke up. She got custody. She claimed that Woody Allen took Dylan, the daughter, when she was five in the attic and was fondling her in the attic. Um, which, by the way, seems like a strange thing to only bring up during the child custody case. Because maybe you bring it up, maybe <laughs> you bring it up beforehand. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's some cards you don't want to keep in your pocket. You know, like <laughs> tell your priest. Yes. Yeah, tell somebody. Uh, anyhow, so Rowan Farrow has taken it upon himself in the last several years to crusade against Woody Allen and, and try to remind everybody Woody Allen at the time was investigated. They never brought charges against him, uh, which, in my mind, that has to be the black and white divide. line. If someone just seems creepy and they've done kind of weird things. But you know the cops investigate, and they don't charge anybody. You had to at some point say, "Okay, he was never charged with this."
1: Well, from what I read, they said there was some cause to charge him, but because the victim, you know it wouldn't be fair because she was what seven or something, yeah,
0: that's what I think that's how they're spinning part of the story now, Latter day' spinning the story because yeah. they didn't bring charges, and there was a lot of a lot of social pressure. But either you bring charges, either convict a guy of sex crimes, or you don't. You can't just say a guy's a sex criminal when the law has said he's not a sex criminal, right that's you can call him a creepy motherfucker, but you can't call him like a rapist when he well,
1: it a didn't r- really say he's not. It just said we have no opinion, well, let's put it this way.
0: Uh, <laughs> Sean Penn sued somebody for ten million dollars for saying he beat his wife. <laughs> And because they couldn't prove it, he had the guy lost. The, you know, he was going to beat win the win the case against the guy. It, it, these are criminals. These are criminal labels. You can't label legally label somebody something when the, you know, the criminal justice...
1: Department. No, not legally, but you can kind of throw it around a little bit. like uh, Well, so, that, so that
0: Rowan Farrow compared his dad to Cosby and saying, just because a guy's not convicted doesn't mean we shouldn't be saying this shit, right? Mm-hmm. He said that. But the Cosby case has only not been convicted because of the statute of limitations. Otherwise, he would be convicted like 50 times. right So they're totally different cases. Allen was investigated at the time of the, of the complaints right, right, and right. was never prosecuted. Anyhow, so Dylan Farrow excuse me, Rowan Farrow brings up about his sister, and every time Woody Allen has a movie, which is the only time he's in the newspapers anymore, uh, Rowan Farrow claims the press is unfairly covering up the sex crimes, and he writes an article that someone like Holly Reporter, Rolling Stone, or Vanity Fair has to publish because they feel guilty. <laughs> it's <laughs> right. the same and It's the same rant about uh, how his dad diddled his uh, sister when she was five. He doesn't remember it, but his mom told him. Uh, let me ask you, is there some, like, forget statute of limitations of law, is there some like, statute of limitations personally when, like, People have to stop like talking about sex crimes that happened to them, or they're fighting for that were never found. People were never found guilty in courts. I mean, should. Ke- how long can Kesha and Rowan Farrow go on having this be the their existence? You know, when, when uh, the courts have said no, nothing. You know, nothing. I don't know
1: cause it. So how does it work the other way? If when someone talks about Woody Allen, they might say, "And by the way, he was accused of molesting his daughter." Right. Yeah. Um, so, but he was
0: found. He was accused of it, but he wasn't found guilty of it.
1: Right, but um, – so when you look at Kesha, for example, she accused do we stop Dr. saying she – by the way, she accused Dr. Luke of this? Oh, no, but- it's the other
0: way around. She's actually still singing songs about it. I mean right. my point is not that she's accu- – She's already, he's suing her for, for – he's already suing her for accusing him of rape. That case is going forward. What I'm talking about is her going to every event she goes to singing songs about being raped. I mean, how long can you, like, how long will the public, how long would you personally, or how long will the public put up with the fact that you were singing about an injustice that no one, people, most people don't believe happened?
1: Right. Yeah. I think if you actually were, this is your way of coping and say there was some credible evidence that it did happen, even though it wasn't uh, decided in the court, but you know, it, it seemed like a definite possibility and you seemed very authentic about it, then I think you could keep doing it for quite a long time. I think a lot of artists have done that um, with uh, some other songs I can't think of and shit. But,
0: You're uh, talking about the uh, <laughs> uh, System of Down singing about the, uh, <laughs> singing about the Armenian <laughs> Genocide? Uh like Elton John
1: was pissed when a Lady died, and passed away and he uh, has been singing that song, you know, like songs can live on in perpetuity. You don't have to still believe uh yeah, you know the song have is the about same emotions. His song is
0: a memorial to Princess Diana. It's not about how there was a secret cabal to kill her with uh, Dodi Fayette, <laughs> with the Fayette family from Herod's and the and the king and, and and queen Elizabeth was plotting to kill Diana. If that song was about that, then maybe that would be like tired after a while, right? Well,
1: I think this is her She's not going to admit that she was wrong or that she was lying, so she's kind of got to go balls to the wall at this point. How
0: long can you keep singing rape songs at, at SPCA events? But if she, Aren't the animals just sick of this? Aren't the animals going to get tired of this? If she wrote it...
1: I don't know. I get what she's doing. I mean, at some
0: point, isn't, don't you, like, you see Kesha at an event, you go, Oh, fuck. She's going to sing another rape song. She's sing another rape yeah, song no, again, right? Definitely. Like, you don't want her at her party. You don't want her at your events. You're like, should I invite her to my birthday? I don't know. Why should she going sing a fucking rape song again? <laughs> like,
1: well, oh. I don't know. Cause it's, I just think it's a case by case thing. Cause with Kesha, it, it seems totally not true. Yeah. With Woody Allen, I thought about it some more and I was like, well, he looks like a, a pedophile. Yes. And in the, uh, uh, deposition, he admitted that he used to climb into the uh, bed with his five-year-old daughter and make her suck on his thumb, which maybe like hey, his, very natural. Very maybe his natural. parents are like <laughs> Russian Jews, and that goes back to some uh, custom I'm not aware. Hey, of, Lena but,
0: Dunham in her, in her Lena Dunham in her in her crazy funny biography talked about how she used to touch her sister's little sister's vagina when she was five.
1: I don't. To, I don't know how five year olds roll. I, I don't know. I'm not touching a vagina. Like to to me, that seems. I have no opinion on a dude making a chick suck well, his hey, thumb. Let me ask you this. If who you actually, only married, his other daughter, if
0: he did, <laughs> like, he did marry the other adopted daughter that he knew since she was eight. Uh, if you were, if you were a pedophile, would you admit that you actually let they had girls su- suck your thumbs in there? Their no, pits? he had to. It was
1: yeah. a, it no, was but I, I was just
0: saying, like you would hide that as well. I think a pedophile would hide everything. That's my thing. Like, he, he admitted so much weird behavior. Yeah. That I almost feel like the bad thing he didn't really do.
1: I just look at it like circumstantially. If we look back, and <laughs> I just pointed out a few bullet points yes. about marrying your one daughter. But maybe that's
0: why it was easy to no, accuse I him. I don't look, this, of, uh, I'm still 50 50 on the fact he might have done something. But it, he wasn't convicted, and this kid's now thirty 25, 30 years old, whatever he is. how long and it wasn't by the way it was to his sister, and it's not his mom or his sister, his sister doesn't talk about it. his mom doesn't talk about it anymore, so this is the brother who obviously feels guilty that he didn't get you know didn't do something about it, or the fact that no one cares about it is driving him nuts. yeah, but how often can you be oh uh, Rowan, uh, Rowan uh, Ferrah wants to write another article for us. Oh, let me guess it's about fucking Woody Allen again yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, how long can you be that guy where the, you're the one note guy
1: which by the way, the way that he wrote it or maybe I just misinterpreted it but it really seemed to me like he was older because there was all this stuff about i should have protected her but he was i think he was young. i think i'm pretty sure he was younger yes yeah, so so he wasn't he was around or he was, when it happened so he doesn't know that it happened or not no he knows i don't think the five-year-old sisters.
0: the five-year-old saying. look if the five if he was having the five-year-old suck his thumb in the bed mm-hmm. that between that and being fondled in the attic that's a pretty close thing i could see her being like the mom like telling her like and he also did this you're like well he didn't do that well he did suck your, he didn't make you suck your right. thumb was it his thumb it's or his essentially dick? The
1: same thing. It could have been
0: his dick I don't know like I mean it's some weird shit I just i just for the guy for Rowan Farrell it should, isn't this the kind of thing like just professionally personally stuff you have to like stop writing about all the time where like you can't you're not going to get justice there's no there's no justice coming right there's no like overturning of like the court case or they're going to do even by that The statute of limitations is way past anyhow so this is just him like he looks vindictive he just looks vindictive at this point
1: Yeah, isn't it pretty ironic that in that essay he wrote about being forced to cover up... uh, The Cosby rapes. The Cosby...
0: Yeah, so I think he feels guilty about that too.
1: Yeah. This kid seems like a ball of emotions.
0: I think if you're going to be the next Anderson Cooper and you come from a famous, rich family and you're a a good-looking guy with amazing hair, you're going to be a reporter. Just do what Anderson Cooper did. Just hide all your dirty family shit and just don't talk about it and just smile a lot. What, what the
1: Vanderbilts? They never... (laughs) Did anything wrong? Did they?
0: Uh, they did a few. They did a few things wrong. The Vanderbilts. <laughs> uh, they, they, there's some. There's some. There's some atrocities back there too. But Anderson Cooper just smiles. Smiles and and uh, he was so cool about being gay. No one even knew he was gay. He's just a male model. <laughs> all right, uh, Kesha, Rowan, let it go. Let it go. Sing one more song and let it go. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Last Man on Earth, Matt. You have something you wish to pimp and promote?
1: Oh, uh, MattRalston.net. Check it out. I talked about uh, who God actually wants to win in sports.
0: Who does God want to win? Does He want to win the Warriors? or the Warriors are going to
1: win. I hope God's on their side. I think hope He likes been, the Warriors. I hope it. He's
0: betting Steph Curry. Steph Curry just donated his
1: Kia, his MVP Kia, to a homeless shelter. It's I like believe it. Steph Curry's his, his firstborn son. He might be. She's like it. He looks like it.
0: For sound engineer Brian, I'm sorry about the lesbian glasses uh, comment last week. Brian, it's been killing me. <laughs> it's been killing me all week. Lesbian glasses look good on a man. That's the way. That's that's how it turns out. It's uh, Lex. Last man Earth. Talk to you next week.